When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Monster and pain, yeah. Water monster and pain. There we go. Um, Thank you. Champion, ace champion. Oh, you guys have never been able to sing that because you can't even make the Champions League. Ooh, all right. Um, good start to the episode. Very energetic. Uh, love to see it for the boys, and by the boys we mean Chelsea. And uh, yeah, we're going to move into the game that happened on Saturday. The Orlando City game that happened on Saturday on the Chelsea match. Um, oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting the stare of death. All right. Um, a 1 0 win. Uh, as I tweeted out when Kyle Smith put it in the back of the net, the money has been accounted for. Toronto has been audited. And we're walking out of Canada with three points. We're. What was that? Limping out of Canada with three points, but we're... It's three points. We played much better than the the whole game. We deserve to have three points. We're talking about a team that is in the bottom five of the Eastern Conference, and you said that we're playing a better game than them. Yes, we should have. We're the second in the East. Okay. So, but it took us to the 90th to break them down. So, I'm not... It's... what I wouldn't say we walked out of... Toronto is what I'm saying. Oh, we flew out, but, you know. Yeah, we should have flown out. I mean, unlike your club nah. that hasn't been able to pay for anything, you guys. Oh, man's just salty. All right. Hey, well, you started your whole rant. So yeah, because you're losing to start. Newcastle. It should have been 4 or 5 nil. Um, are you thinking this game should have been 4 or 5 nil, or? No, I'm saying like, that we, we did look the better team. We mm-hmm. looked the more attacking side, but... Yet again, it's just another case of us just, we're missing an aspect. Again, you know what I mean? And it wasn't like Toronto didn't look like they were threatening at all. You know what I mean? So that aspect, I'm guessing, is Ankara. Because you look at the ratings just of our yeah. attacking players or so, 7.0. That finish. The, yeah. fi- the finishing product, again. I mean... Kara was 17 touches on the day. Mauricio had a good game. Facundo was very creative again. Mm-hmm. But then... Kara's turning into Lukaku. 17 touches, like I said. And you just kind of... Like, he touches the ball, and you're like, oh, Kara's playing? Is this one seventeen speak, and I'll do the math really quick. I just... Early in the game, I saw him moving off the ball. You know what I mean? It seemed like early in the game, we were trying to get him involved. So that was good to see, but... I just... Uh, yeah, Lukaku sent us for this man. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. If it's we're not using him properly, if it's him not 
being comfortable in the system that we play yet. Mm-hmm. I just go ahead and do your numbers, and then I'll bring up another point. Oh, I, th- I think I did the math right. I also could be, no, no, I did the math right. It's uh, five point two touches, or five, sorry, a touch every five point two minutes. minutes. Sorry, I was trying to figure that out in my head. So your striker touching the ball, where you're the more attacking team, uh, just edging them in possession by two percent. Like you want him more involved. We're not gonna see him playing like DK was, where he can chest it down, get a touch, turn, either beat someone or then draw a foul. Uh, but even him just trying to hold it up, then lay it off to Facundo, Urso, and Pereira in this match in the scenario with the formation that we played. Like, you want to see that, but we're not seeing it from, like you said, I don't know if it's him trying to get used to the formation that we're playing. Um, I can go back and look and kind of see what he played in Austria and see if his adjustment period. But I feel like we're in the point now, 12, 13 gotta, matches in. You've got to be producing at yeah, this point. Yeah, exactly. If you're, the, if you're the number one at the number nine position, mm-hmm. you have to be producing. I mean, I hate... Everything about inner Fort Lauderdale, outer Fort Lauderdale, I'm sorry, and Neville and that scum that that is, that club. But he had the balls to bench Iguain when he wasn't performing. But they... Uh, you know what I mean? So I'm not saying to bench Kara, you know what I mean? But when you're the starting number nine, you have to perform mm-hmm. or there's going to be other solutions found. You know what I mean? So, Leo Campana is their number one now at that position, and he's he's taken off for them. He's doing well. He's doing decent. He I, this match against New England where he scored three goals. Yeah, that was kind of his his coming out his coming out match. Say. Yeah, yeah. I but I again I'm not trying to compare us to them. I don't want us to be anything like them by any means. Mm-hmm. But we've got to start putting pressure on not Cara himself but figuring out how to get him to score. Yeah. We see him a lot. Like you said, he's not DK type of player where he's mm-hmm. going to take it down and be able to make that turn and then find the pass, which I we see him trying to do a lot, you know what I mean? And then it's like I sit there and I look at him and I'm like, man, you're just trying to do too much. You should have taken that down and found that outlet pass sooner. I think that's us trying to use him to play that DK style because, oh, he's a big body striker. Like... Yeah, just because you're built that way doesn't exactly mean that's how you should play. Maybe, we're not going to change, I was going to say maybe a change of formation would help him, but I don't think us changing the way that we play just for one player is worth it at all. Second in the East, exactly. So I was going to say maybe a 3-4-3 where he's just like a target man in the box Mm -hmm. playing that way would help him, and I I think it would because he can finish, and we even saw it against... What was this? Uh, the game against Philly, the Open Cup game? Yeah. And he just kind of bounced around and he just found a way to finish it. So him in the box can be lethal. Yeah, but, him in that turn and yeah. finish against Columbus, you know yep. what I mean? Just yeah. to hit it that one time like that. So him inside the 18, pretty good, very good MLS striker. Mm-hmm. But playing outside of that right now is not his strong suit. So it's something I said to you guys right before we started recording. Um, outside of Dom... And Kyle Aaron, which 
I really, you know, Kyle was great for Orlando when he was here. Mm-hmm. But even still, his numbers don't stack up compared to the nines, the best nines for any club around the league. At what point do we start to ask questions of our scouts and people that are that are advising our front office to make these signings? Because yes, Kara may be potentially a really good player, but maybe with a two striker look is where he thrives. You know what I mean? And that's just not mm. who we are. I you can't put. You can't put it on the scouts because the scouts have brought in just this season Cesar Araujo, Facundo Torres, and then Carr. I think those were our three signings. Right. right. So we're looking at one off season though. That's what I'm. But name another signing that it came in and truly just failed. Kamal Miller. Mm, yeah, he was. It wasn't he a draft pick. No, I think we signed him, didn't we? No, he was. He was from Syracuse. Yeah, he All was right, drafted. So even still, what? I mean, it's still it, scouting department. All right, um, we can go down. Let's see. Um, they put me on the spot like this. I'm trying to go through the defense, going through the midfield. I mean, I'm be honest. Under Oscar's like tenure, I don't think many players have came in and failed. Oscar's tenure, no. I will. I will say yes, and maybe it's just me holding the past against us type of deal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just, to me, I feel like we haven't really brought in, you know what I mean, that, that guy in the time that we've been in the MLS. Dude, I don't know. All right, so there this. you go. Alvarado. Alvarado. Yeah, yeah Alvarado, but he... Alvarado. I, Mateus, Ayas, both of those were signings under Oscar okay. that didn't pan out. But they were never, like, first-team players. No. Because we had the guys in front of them that were meant to play. They were meant to be second, third string in there. And But they still didn't even work out for that. Is You know what I mean? Like They didn't rotate. Wow. This list is... Uh, yeah. I mean... Something. Uh, trying to look at another one. Even Dion. He did... Like, he wasn't the greatest defender in the world, but he, he did his job. So you can't really... It, no, I mean, you get mad at him. Uh, El Manir was good. Mm-hmm. Well, that was poor by us to let him go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could sit here and yeah, I mean, do this all day, but. I, like, there's just. There's just, been questionable decisions in the past, and like yeah. I said, it's probably me holding the past against us. Because yeah, just this, this window, if it, it was, sorry, Facundo, Cara, and Araujo. Two out of the three have been very good. Then Kara has been okay. Two goals, two assists, 12 matches. Should be doing better. Um, potentially doesn't fit our style of play right now under Oscar. Um, so maybe there's a problem with that. But I don't think you can sit here and try to say that the scouting department is a problem for bringing in players. I wouldn't say that they're a problem problem. You know what I mean? But at a certain point if we can't get Carr to score you know what I mean and we can't find a way to use him and we have to finish out this season with what we've got and we don't bring in somebody else that can play that spot right that's where I'm starting to to be like yes this guy like Carr has all the intangibles to be a phenomenal player in the MLS but we haven't been able to unlock that yet mm-hmm. and it's just 
I hope we can. I really do. But if we cannot, that's where you ask the question of, was this a good signing? Did he really fit the system? Or is, was there another player potentially out there that would have looked better for us than this guy just because he's got all the intangibles? Mm -hmm. That's something that we can come back to at the end of the season and kind of look at after the full stats have been tallied. Yeah, um, for sure. And we can also come back after we cut really quick and talk about more Orlando City stuff, I guess, because yeah. that's what we're here for. Oscar, as always, if you can just get us started with your thoughts on today's match. Well, congratulations to the players today. And uh, such an important match and a difficult place. And uh, with that personality and the collectiveness that we are pursuing in this project, uh, we, we saw it today. Everybody participated in doing the job. Uh, I like uh, the way they control the game the whole time. And, and, and against a young, good team, uh, I think we impose our freedoms and we end up with what we look for, the, the three points. We came here to win and, and, uh, and the victory is, uh, is ours and uh, we're, we're very pleased and happy. Well, that was a... This you guy, got some man. problems, man. This guy. What? Do you want... You know what? I'll bring you a bottle of Listerine that we use at work to wipe off the mic so that way you can wipe it off with that at least you're smelling that and not whatever just put some glue on it Snip glue. He, you know what you know <laughs> what, what? he probably was a glue sniffer oh 100 oh you knew him in high school so you can yeah you ate glue in high school didn't you? <laughs> fuck <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah that's kind of seems like it that's right <laughs> Thank you for proving my point. <laughs> Back to the matter at hand. So it took us until the 90th to break them down, but that also comes down to the way that Toronto likes to play. They're a defensive team this year. And especially um, Pizuelo wasn't in the lineup at all. We didn't find out until the middle of the game that it was like a sickness or something right there. Oh, I didn't like even that. hear that. I think I remember them saying something about him not being included. And I don't remember it being a training knock, so I feel like it was like an illness uh, or something. I remember Evan Wesson saying that they didn't even know. But that was in like the 30th minute, so if they said something about it around halftime, I just missed it. Yeah, could be. But maybe I read something after. But Yeah, it's probably on Twitter and we just missed it. But yeah, played in a different formation than what we've seen basically all season. Yeah, we were talking about it the day before. Something like that. Sometime. And I was saying, yeah, we, they play that that Tottenham <laughs> football, man. They really do. That that 3-4-2-1, right, I believe is how they normally lined up. And they defensively parked the bus. Yeah. And offensively they get their their fullbacks forward and got numbers forward for the counters and stuff like that but saw a little bit of a different that form is pitiful <laughs> five losses in a row yeah they yeah, lined up uh lined, yeah lined, no sorry that's the other game. that's the one game that they didn't play that no, formation the, right? yeah the week before is the first four, week three, that three. they yeah. played that four three three so then again yeah. cincinnati yeah, was a three so four, three, four, two, four one. two one i mean if you're gonna have michael bradley in the the middle of your midfield every game you're most likely going to lose most of them 
Yeah, I mean, I can get behind that. He, yeah, I mean, even in that, that three-back look, he would play the six. That's Michael Bradley. I mean, you, you can't expect much else from him. He's not a phenomenal athlete. He's not the most prolific goal scorer. <laughs> as soon as you said prolific goal scorer, the only thing that popped into my head, I had two pop into my head. Chip. It was it was a chip from midfield, and then it was the penalty miss in the CONCACAF Champions League. So it's it's one of the two. You know what I mean? So like yeah. like I said, not prolific. It's yep. very Bryce esque in the in the finishing Come department. The fuck on. <laughs> I'm not gonna Pause. get. I'm not gonna get compared to fucking bald headed Bradley right now. No chance. Well, it's either sky high or a decent finish. Said no. SpaceX, like we said the last time. <laughs> Fuck y'all, motherfuckers. <laughs> we just Elon wanted to get you to talk. I can't wait until we get this damn what Elon soccer Musk, going. So you, Elon Musk can sponsor the pod. Yeah, there you sure. go. Something like that. Between two, you and Dave, he's gonna have, he's gonna find one of them up there <laughs> one of these days. So this is literally <laughs> sends him into orbit. Oh, Michael Bradley just thinks the moon is his head, so he tries to shoot it up towards his head. Then it just goes into orbit. Isn't his father coaching? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bob Bradley got hired by Toronto in the offseason. <laughs> it's a very Bob Bradley-style football that they play. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, but... Do you know what I mean? <laughs> not for us, actually. That worked it, out well. No, it complimented our... Is that their head coach? Is Bob yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fucking you know what I just stuff. realized? Mm. Michael Bradley looks like the offspring of Bob Bradley and Alan Chapman. So look at his, any look at look at that Bob that Bob Bradley is Voldemort with the nose. That's who that is. Where is this man? That is that is Voldemort. Lord, yeah. He didn't so <laughs> Well, this is our match review for Toronto basically is insulting the Bradley family. I mean, do they deserve any more though? I don't know. I feel like having Michael Bradley as a son is enough. It's just like, I don't know. It's the same thing that I said about Charlotte. It's Mm -hmm. a sit back, hope somebody else makes a mistake, hope that you can find a counter, and that's how you're going to score your goals. I feel like they had, they didn't just fully sit back on us. So they had, there was a couple minutes, like for the first 10, 15 minutes, we controlled, and then to like the 30 or 35th, they had yeah, a good 15 had minutes of play. So They're a defensive possession team. Again, like Charlotte, like what we saw with them, where they, when they have their possession, it's not necessarily in your half. It's at the midline or in their half until they establish themselves well enough to move up the field. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I, it's not a style of football I like at all. That's like what Klopp said about what Was it Conte? Conte. Yeah. So I guess not much style of football, but you can play it if you want. Yeah. You're just never gonna find me coaching it that way. But mm-hmm. you gotta do what you gotta do with the players that you have. You gotta mm-hmm. make it work. You gotta try to find a way to win games. I would be absolutely fuming if I saw Orlando City playing that way. Yeah, you, well, you see it, like when we go up a goal and we sit back and just try to play. Mm-hmm. Eh. Well, again, that's parking the bus. So. When we do do it, we don't have a lot of possession. But when teams try to sit back and then just play possession in their own half and then try to break, it's not the most attractive style of football. No. And it's – I forget 
who said it in the um, Barcelona football documentary mm-hmm. that they have about the uh, Pep years there. Um, I think it was Danny Alves. It's got to be Danny Alves. Um, they were talking about the one of the El Clasicos when Madrid went up and late they ended up winning the game. And in the end, the I can't remember the exact way he said it, but in the end, football always wins. You know what I mean? So, in the end, at the team that played football got the win. Yeah, that's how it should be most of the time. I mean, you still have those outlier games where, like City Tottenham, where City has 70% possession and 24 shots. But Tottenham somehow goes out there and wins it 3-2. So, you can win that way, but you're not you're definitely not going to have an over 500% win record. So, if you don't feel like you have the talent to go out there kind of like a Norwich, if you don't feel like you have the talent to go out there and like control possession every single match, um then yeah, sitting back and just trying to play on the break. Okay, but if you're fighting for a Champions League spot, you shouldn't just be sitting back. And I feel like that style of football is very harmful to MLS growth especially. Um, you could see that at the clubs that are already established. You know what I mean? Like, Simeone can do that at Atletico. Conte can do that at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Americans grew up watching football, basketball. You know what I mean? Like, those were... In football, We Bryce and I both played it, American football. There is no wait for the other team to do something and react based on that you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's we're gonna go out there we dictate what happens and you're it's that's what that's the style of football americans like to watch mm-hmm. european football that is we like to watch aggressive in your face controlling high octane attack you know what i mean like obviously not every team can do that but i don't feel like especially a, an expansion team like charlotte it's in your best interest to be a park-the-bus type team like that. Yeah, and whether that's the manager's choice and that's what he wanted to play when he got hired or with all their signing problems and outside of that, not just trying to to shit on Charlotte, but... No, it's like I said, I mean, we even see Toronto doing it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of teams that play that way in the MLS, Mm -hmm. especially on the road, and that's a thing in and of itself, and I can understand that, but I really, you know would like to see a lot more teams play the way that we play, the way that Union play, the way that Columbus play, the way that Seattle play. You know what I mean? You, you make the comparison to MLS and the Premier League, you know what I mean? City go out and create. Liverpool go out and create. Chelsea go out and create. Arsenal go out and create. United yeah. try to create. You can't. You only won one out of the past four games y'all played against us. So I don't want to hear anything from you, buddy. And you've made Champions League. How many of those? We're, okay. You, 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 I'm not gonna get off on a tangent about it, but you keep talking about Champions League and stuff like that. But you can't beat us. So what? We we beat you earlier this year, but okay. Arsenal beats Arsenal, and that's the only reason that things like this happen. We have bigger games to worry about. Yeah. And uh, we also have a camera cut to worry about, so we're going to do that really quick. We'll go to Austin David. Hey, Oscar, congrats on the win. Um, as the second half kind of wore on, you guys were, were building an attack, but just 
Alex Bono was was keeping you guys out. What were your, your thought process in terms of uh, substitutions, especially keeping Juan in and moving him higher up the field uh, as the second half kind of wore on? Uh, it was uh, the, the first half, you know, trying to play them the most we can in our in our ways and control the ball and control the game and create options, obviously. Uh, we knew that Toronto has uh, fast players at front and, and uh, dynamic young players as well in those interiors, uh, uh, midfielders. But I thought uh, we, we didn't, we, we didn't uh, create as many as we wanted uh, options, I mean, but, uh, but, but we controlled the game. Second half, what we look forward was uh, uh, without lose, losing balance in the middle, try to give us some speed in the right with Ruan. Uh, Kyle gives you a stability there and allowed Ruan just to go deeper. And with the presence, the presence of uh, uh, Pato, it just uh, gives us as well some different air in the attack there. You know? So we, we, we felt that Jake as well came up uh, very lively and, and helped us in the left. So all these things just help us to keep building the, our attack and, and keep uh, setting the team up in the way we want it. I'm not saying he's not good this season. But he's been like extremely good this season for us. He plays left center back attacking-ish for us. Like that's the role that he plays and the, and the way we build up. I really wish we had this the board because when we build up, Juan goes up obviously, our right winger, will either overlap or step inside, depending on what the defense gives us, which means that our back line shifts over. We split at the center backs, and Joao sits back a lot more. So, yes, it's, again, the same argument that we always make, that he does a lot of the simple things right. I'm not mad at him, but it's like... Yeah, you said he sits back a lot. He had three shots. Three shots for a sitting back, left back. Well, corners are probably were probably. Two Man, more uh, I think he had one that was like a flick, and that was that was, probably that was this one. That one. I'm pretty sure it was this one. All right, so then that other one was. This was a light. shot that went straight to the keeper, mm-hmm. and this one I can't remember what the one of the penalty spot was. All right. Again, you can't tell me watching us through the past twelve weeks of the season that that's not typically what we do. Joao does get advanced, yes. He will get up the pitch, and occasionally he will be a guy whipping in the ball in the box. You know what I mean? But that's when we see Caesar fill in more in that back line. Typically, in our build-up play, when we start our build-up, that is where he sits, in that kind of gray area between the midfield and the back line. So, so I what, just, I'm what is just he doing saying, like, he, he gets a lot of accurate passes from being able to, to fill in those gaps and stuff like that. I think that Mauricio potentially had a better game than him. Obviously, there's things that he does to lose ratings by losing you know, battles in the midfield, dribbles and stuff like that. It's a harder position to get a higher rating is what I'm saying on the pitch. Mm-hmm. I think Mauricio did more for our attack personally than Joao did. Well, yeah, I, being an attacking mid, I would hope so. But and I mean, at a 7-7 in the attacking mid role, like, 
So what? I'm just saying, like, with the card. You're so that shows you how good of a game you have, though. But with the card, he's getting an 8-3. So I just, this comes down to foot mob, too. How are you scoring somebody that didn't get a goal or an assist with a card in the eights? Because he had a fantastic match. I'm going to let's see what Sofa score I'm, I'm, Again, I am obviously the biggest critic of Joel. I have been. This year he is good. I He deserves to start week in and week out. Mm-hmm. I just think that 8-3 is very high, personally. Um, we just played... So... Toronto. Um, lineups. Dun-dun-dun. Orlando... Had him in a 7-8. Sofa score has him in a 7-8. Also, our highest rated player on pitch still. Mauricio was at a 7-6. So, again, I'm not saying he had a bad match. That's going to be your rate. Mm-hmm. I just realized that was going on. Um, uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. You know. not You're having that, a day. Yeah. It's all good, bud. I know how you feel. Different reasons. Um, oh, the chills not saying that he had a bad game he had a great game i'm just saying an 8-3 is very high and my personal man of the match out of that lineup would have to be mo over him all right well then let's just get into uh uh, nope top two bottom one so obviously you got mo as one of yours go ahead and just do the rest makes it easier for me editing if you just do all yours at once um my other one's gonna be caesar my second highest rated player Mm -hmm. um Again, he doesn't get a lot of the credit for how good he is for us. He's does all the dirty work. He has a lot of vision to advance the ball up the field. And playing that six, you, you got a lot of defending to do. And he's never caught out of place often. There are occasions that you see the nervy young moments from him, but yep. that's the other thing that blows my mind, the age of the guy. Um, lowest rated player, where it's got to be Kara. Yeah, I know. I'll give my ratings. Mauricio gets an eight for me. Um, I'll give Caesar a seven, eight, seven, eight, seven, seven, somewhere in that range, and then Carr gets a flat six for me. Or yeah, seventeen touches. To yeah. Lose did nothing to gain. Go ahead. Okay. Well. I had a hard time watching this game, but... Hard time or good time? Both. I was in a pool. Anyways, I would say that my top one would probably be Mo too. Just, I don't... He's never going to really lose you a game. He's always going to be the one... Well, okay. I don't fucking know what I'm saying right now. I'm tired. Anyways... He's never been the one to lose us a game. Except for the playoff game, that he <laughs> lost his head in. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, all right. Anyways, my second one would be Galese probably. When whenever he had a save to make, he came up and made it. So, and then my bottom one would be Carr. What eight touches or seven? Seventeen. Seventeen. Still not, not good enough. 
I think three of them came on that one sequence of play um, between him and Facundo when he came in from the left. Yeah, it was just like one pass yeah. off a of Mo, the second one to Cara, Cara off the layoff, back to Cara. Really? <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like it's a hard system to fit into as a striker playing on the road in uh, Oscars the way he wants to play on the road and literally just win it one nothing like we did here. So I'm hoping to see more from him. I hope we do because I was hyped when he was coming in. I was like, damn. So hopefully he finds his footing soon because it's not very fun watching him up there. have 17 touches a game. No. Um, I'm just going to start with my bottom one. It's going to be Kara, but I think... Not to say Urso had a terrible game, but he just wasn't the most influential player on the pitch either. Uh, yeah, playing out of position in the right mid spot. We've seen him there and had we've seen him there, and we've seen him also have a good game there. Um, so for him to not have the greatest game was kind of like hmm, all right. He definitely should have scored, missed the chance, not but three feet from the goal. So he could have had a goal, but he missed that. Um, His pace hurts him in that spot. I yeah. think that's where it, it comes. He's physical. He can win a ball. He can hold it up. He can make the spark passes. But you need somebody in that right mid spot, that left mid spot, that's got that extra juice. You know what I mean? I think that's what really hurts him personally. Oh, Pat doesn't have no pace either. But he also know well, he he knows where to go with the ball Pato, before or yeah, so. Pato makes up for the lack of pace and the ability to the uh, the football IQ. Yeah. Yeah. To know what your opponent's going to do based on what you do, because... Yeah. Well, sticking with Kara as my bottom one, then my top two are both going to be the defensive side, because other than the corner, we didn't score and didn't really finish anything. Um, so I'm going with Moutinho and Galese. Well, you can't really knock Galese. Yeah, you can say he hasn't had the greatest of seasons, but still tie, either tied or has the most clean sheets. I think, well... Yeah, Chicago conceded, mm-hmm. and the Galaxy conceded. So I'm pretty sure we now have the most clean sheets in the MLS. Yeah. Uh, leave it up to Robin and Schlegel or Antonio Carlos or Thomas Williams uh, also. But your keeper is also a very big part in that. And uh, I don't know. No goals scored or conceded. What, what are you going to knock him for? So... Not, you can't knock him in this match at all. Um, yeah, he's having, quote-unquote, a subpar season. Um, kind of comes down to us, you know, not having our best two in the uh, center back position. Um, Bryce and I kind of were getting in an argument about it the other day, and I went back and looked at it, and he consistently sits at that, you know, seven since he's been with us in Orlando, he's averaging, you know, I think his first season here he had like a 7-3, and then after that it's 7-2. This game he had a 7-8, but the week before he was at a 6-something, so it's averaging out in that half 7. So... Yeah, the week before was Montreal. Yeah. Well, it's... You, know, you it, can't fully blame no, it on him. Yeah. Keepers get a lot of, you know, bad rap. When you, whenever you let up a lot of goals in a game like that, even if it's things that you couldn't have avoided, you know what I mean, you're going to get deductions. So 
he, yeah, that game was a 5-1. Yeah, all right. To be fair, having a 5-1 and conceded four goals is still pretty it's decent. still solid. Yeah. Um, not that I think he's a bad keeper for us, but he performs so much better at the international level. You know what I mean? And I just want that Pedro consistently for us because we get that Pedro. We do. We see that and you know even in that nyc game you know what i mean and the playoff game that kept us in that game till the point where he stepped off his line mm-hmm. like we see that pedro i just want it consistently from him is what i want yeah not knocking him by any means well this uh this hasn't been the most focused podcast i guess you could say um but i, I hope it's enjoyable for you guys to listen to kind of half banter half hey that's what we are dish, yeah that's what I mean if you guys are listening still you it's because you enjoy the uh, cluster F that is OC Fan TV <laughs> yeah. yeah you probably couldn't even see him while no. he was talking because no. that's just where we're at no shot um, so this is God talking to you guys okay um, lowercase g because... yeah. <laughs> even then that's a bit of a stretch um. So this is where well, this is where I do socials. So we're going uh, Instagram at OC Fan TV, Twitter at OC Fan TV twenty two, and TikTok at OC Fan TV. Um, Maybe live stream watch along for the yeah. Austin match. We may have something going depending on if we can figure out tech and stuff. Um, Getting space, doing a lot. Yeah. Front. Uh, watch party June fifteenth. Yeah, almost a month, uh, 30 days from today mm-hmm. against New England, right? Yes. And then... Raffle giveaways. Sure, yeah. We'll have more announcements for that. <laughs> yeah, we just got to keep announcing it because everybody likes to ask uh, yeah. when our next watch party is going to be. So mark it in your calendars. The 15th of next month is the next one. Uh, then we got a month from then, so about two months from now is... Uh, Away day at Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We'll be back at Tin Roof yet again for a watch party then. And uh, we'll keep recording podcasts and putting content out and tweeting and talking shit and whatnot from yeah. here. Uh, you might see a new format for the three points post this week. Um, give us your feedback, how you guys like that, seeing that type of aspect. And uh, stay posted for the preview of them boys out there in Austin. Yeah, well, the trees. Is what is, I don't. We'll talk about it more on the next episode, but that's going to be a tough game, man. It's consistent sellout since the stadium's open. I don't think they've been in the best form though, so we'll have to watch out for that. Actually, didn't they? No, they just beat LA three one. They were second in oh, the uh, West a couple weeks. ago. I thought they were in great form. I can't lie. No. Yeah, they've lost two in a row. They've lost two in a row, but that going into that Galaxy game, they were second in, two, in the West. And now they're... Why are we... Why, well, uh, there it is. Third. All right. We're, we're going to talk about yeah. it in the next episode. <laughs> we will talk to you guys at some point. Good night.